Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. So I had a good time with, with Steve Kopp. You had I, a good time I, with Monica. Totally. Uh, but I miss you, legit. Oh, man. Big time. <laughs> Big time. So it wasn't the same. It was a lot more, it was actually, to be honest, it, like Monica was amazing. And I felt like I would, I should be the veteran, you know, so I should kind of show her the way. But really, I usually follow you. So I was like, it was a lot of pressure, man. Awesome, but she was she was a star, and um, and then the other rock star was Steve, and I listened to you guys just just last night, and it was what a great set of interviews. And Steve and I uh, both spilled. Steve spilled wine on that couch, and I spilled coffee all over my lap during uh, during the session. Um, speaking of wine, Dave, yes. uh, since I saw you, you had a baby. I yes, I have. I we have. My wife has had. Oh, and we've got a special bag from NB Liquor uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> for you, Dave. Oh, you're the best, buddy. Thank this, you. This is from from the folks at Hemmings House, and nice. uh, uh, my father Don, who uh, went out to get it on our behalf, said he purposely got a screw top to make it a little bit oh, easier in case you know what. Because we want to break into it. it. Like, well, no, to do with one <laughs> hand, right? While I'm carrying the baby, <laughs> for sure. I was, um, I was, and we got our guests here. We're gonna, we're going to introduce in a second. I was, we we're having a good conversation. I was saying, I am reminded, um, and it's been a few years since we've had an infant in our house, of how incredibly useless you are as a father for the, for for a child that, like an infant like you, you can just always can do clean nothing. up the diaper right well you can do that but you really you nothing <laughs> else you do a little bathing nothing else you know what i mean and it's like and i'm i'm saying i like and it, my my wife's amazing and every mother is amazing and i'm just i forgot how useless you feel like well, you can't do anything sometimes that useless feeling doesn't go away yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some awesome guests here in the podcast with us we have Patrick Parent and the one and only Mark Breen from Enterprise St. John. Patrick's coming from Moosehead. Mark is coming from Enterprise St. John. I think we should do introductions uh, from both of them. Mark, do you want to start? And, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. We all know each other really well in this room, but uh, Mark, who are you and who is Enterprise St. John? Yeah, so uh, thanks a lot. This is awesome. So I've been, it's really, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, so I'm glad that I've had a chance to come. Like I was, I was joking. I thought it like, we're actually in a fairly bigger room. And I know we were joking about that. I thought it was like a closet. So that's, well, episode one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to about 35 was, was in a closet. closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. We, we've evolved. Yeah, you've evolved. So uh, my name is Mark Breen. I'm uh, an economic development officer with Enterprise St. John. Um, so I think you've had Janet Scott, uh, on the podcast. Yep. Well, I don't think I know. Um, and she's my, she's my boss. So we enterprise St. John, just quick. We're the, uh, regional economic development agency for St. John, uh, Quispamsis, Rosse, Grand Bay, Westfield, and St. Martin's. Uh, and so what I do there is I run this program that we're going to talk about today, I think is this catalyst innovation program. And really what I do is I go around and I work with companies and help them solve complex problems. And uh, so we do that with a kind of a different methodology, different way of doing that. So uh, yeah, that's who I am and I'm really excited to be here. 
And and we are huge fans of Enterprise St. John. Right. And for people that don't know what you guys do, just, just I know we can't spend a lot of time on, but but just I mean it's it's for mo- for many uh, entrepreneurs listening, they they will just they'll want to come here to know they have access to something like Enterprise St. John. So what does yeah. it do for uh, like the client your clients who who and all do you have three of them here? By the yeah. Way. So so what we talk about, I mean, our official tagline is we inspire people, ideas, and investment. Uh, so we do a lot of things. Um, we do the way I always say to people is I help businesses start and I help businesses grow. Uh, so that's a big part of what we do. We work with entrepreneurs. So this could be anyone from, I want to st- start a hot dog cart to somebody who a multi-million dollar IT business and everywhere in between. Uh, and what we do, and we also do a uh, investment attraction. So we work a lot with the province to help attract new businesses here. We help companies get the right talent. Uh, we help entrepreneurs who want to start a business, get funding, get resources for do that. We really try to just kind of, Hey, come and we'll help you. We'll find the resources. We'll work with our partners and we'll just find whatever you need. We're going to help as long as you're serious. That's the thing. We want people to come who are serious about starting a business. And you help multi-million dollar filmmakers as well, which is cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hemming's house. Um, now you've got, you've got someone beside you that you've brought along. Yeah. We, Greg and I know him. The guests wouldn't. Why don't you do a bit of an intro? Yeah. So this is uh, Patrick Perrant. Uh, Patrick is one. Uh, I've had the opportunity to work with Patrick now since kind of the fall last oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Patrick is the VP of operations and HR uh, for Moosehead Breweries. Uh, and I've had the opportunity to kind of work with Patrick through this program we're going to talk talk about. So maybe I'll kind of turn it to Patrick. Uh, that's 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 what you do, right? Is Patrick close enough to the mic? Will they be able to pick yeah, it up? There you go. Yeah, so basically, uh, again, so thank you, Mark. So, yeah, uh, yeah so my responsibility with Moose Breweries is the operations and, and human resources for the company, but I've been with the company for about 10 years. So involved in pretty much every aspect of the business, and I've grown with, with the family, so to speak, and, and very proud of what we're accomplishing. So Mark and I kind of connected t- together back in the fall, and... Mark reached out and said, look, you know, we're trying to generate some form of co-creation in the province. And one of my passions on the personal level happens to be supporting startups uh, and trying to create economic growth in the province. So that's something that's, that's really important for me. And I think as a company, it's something that's great for us to support, obviously being a family-owned enterprise, right? Uh, so when we connected back, we started that process with Catalyst and learned a lot through that process. And it really led us to some really cool initiatives that we're doing right now. So started a, uh, an energy sustainability initiative at Moose Breweries as a result of that process. And what Mark and the gang really did, and then Janet, uh, which whom I know very well, uh, also uh, connected us with a bunch of innovators across the province and allowed us to really dream and, and think about, okay, so what's possible here? And, and obviously to be able to become sustainable from an energy perspective is great. It's in line with our brand. Uh, but also gives the ability to create innovation in the province, hopefully. So we're doing baby steps. Mm-hmm. We're a long, long ways away, but, uh, you know, we're starting the journey now. Can we, um, I'd, like, just to back up a little bit, um, I mean, and you're also 
the father of four children. Yes. So I mean, the, the, I mean that in itself is a feat. You're you're only one way away. I want one that, that's more. That's a feat. That's one a feat. More. Yeah. That However, as you mentioned are. earlier, Dave, uh, we're usually useless in the process. So. Yeah. Well, and 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 I, so I would run across Patrick, uh, you know, in a business context, but also more, you know, which is fun to see you in the in hockey rinks, right? That's you know, right. We've run across each other Follow a number of times. Yeah, yeah. 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 And very active in the community that way. Um, for folks that that aren't familiar and and outside this region, uh, most most people in Canada would know about Moosehead, but may, maybe a little bit about you know kind of who you are as a company, but and culturally where you are, and maybe I'm guessing what you're doing now is 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 very progressive, probably given you know where the how the culture has has progressed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, for us, you know, we're 150 years old this year, so uh, a lot of people would see us as a traditional type environment, but as anything else. Generationally, as you evolve, you try to somewhat shed your skin and evolve a little bit. So we're adapting to to what's going on right now around us. Part of that is to be involved in, in supporting the community with, with initiatives like that, which for us would be a bit new, I guess, to, to some people. Uh, but also in how we develop our culture. So we're working on projects uh, on identifying our own DNA and what are the behaviors that lead to success inside our leadership uh, and, our, and our team. So we're evolving the culture as we go. We're, we're a culture that, uh, you know, a lot of people think we're really, really big. Uh, but reality is uh, we're still fairly a small enterprise overall. I mean, we have, uh, we have the, the fortunes of being uh, spread out throughout the country and across the United States. But we still battle against giants on a day-to-day basis. We're a bit of the David in that story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a story of resilience. I mean, if, for people that aren't aware... Uh, we've been independent for 150 years. We were actually started by a woman in the 1800s, believe it or not, which was very courageous to do back yeah. in those days, yeah. right? I mean, it's not something you normally hear about. And through that process of evolving and dealing with a ton of adversity, you know, we, we uh, survived two fires that basically burned down the brewery, survived the Halifax explosion, which I think, could be wrong, but I think is the largest kind of man-made uh, disaster uh, outside of Hiroshima, survived that, uh, prohibition, and then obviously the competition that we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So it's a very fun place to be part of because you're really, you're really proud about that. Yeah. It represents something yeah. from an identity standpoint. We're trying to live that through our culture every day and being... I wouldn't necessarily use the word entrepreneurial because it can mean different things to different people, but you got to be incredibly adaptive when you join us. you got to be able to wear many hats and be comfortable doing that and be comfortable learning new things on a regular basis. So it's a, it's a fun, interesting, dynamic culture. So how, I'm just oh, I'm sorry, Greg. I'm just That's okay. Go, oh, no, I'm just over here. Oh. <laughs> I know Dave, so he wants uh, Stephen back now. So yeah. I'm curious how the catalyst supports. That's support. exactly the question I was going to ask. Go for it. I'm going to back. So, so how, exactly how does no? Um, I do think it's really <laughs> awesome that small little companies like ours is uh, you know we're benefiting from catalyst, uh, but also you know in St. John terms and New Brunswick terms, Moosehead is a larger larger enterprise. Absolutely. Um, and it's really neat that these principles are, they relate from small to, to big. And I'd love to hear how this relationship uh, began and, and some of the things that Moosehead's been learning from going through this really cool process. And then after that, let's get Mark to explain what the process is. Okay, so I'll stay away from the process because Mark is, is an expert at it. He's facilitated a ton of our sessions, and I've, I know I've learned a lot from that. 
And to your point, Greg, I mean, I think what's really important to understand is small or large, especially large, matter of fact, if you don't move and innovate faster than the industry, you'll fade away. And for us, it's even more critical that we adapt quickly and become innovative. And unfortunately, when you get, uh, you know, you go through uh, time in a large enterprise, there's a bit of a group think that sets in and there's a process that sets in, there's a culture that sets in. And you kind of forget how to think creatively and really spend the time or to understand the process that allows you to do that. And through the catalyst process that Mark will explain, it allows you to slow down a little bit and go through the steps and think differently about a problem. Because uh, it's easy to encounter uh, people that will say, well, we tried this before and never worked. We've always done it that way. And I think the process allowed us to think in a different way. And, and really uh, highlighted opportunities for us. So very applicable to big or small. And for us, like I mentioned earlier, led us to the Energy Initiative. And I know I'm in conversations all the time now with innovators across the province with different ideas. Mm. Uh, again, like we, you know, it's a baby step for us. So we start small. We're, we're not, we are not that advanced in it. And that's part of our culture. <laughs> they, yeah. We're transparent and realistic yeah. about who we are and where we're at. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. Uh, but that's the journey we're starting now. And Mark, I don't know, like, from your perspective, I mean, we've engaged in this. And what are no, your thoughts? I, I mean, I've been, I've been really, because I've had a chance to work with you yeah. uh, and a few, of your, uh, a few of the people that you work with, some of your colleagues. And I'm really, um, I, like, I've worked with a lot of different organizations, and I'm really excited to be working with you because everybody keeps saying, yes, we're interested. And then you go, and what I really like is you're taking these ideas and then you're implementing them. Which is really important. People think think uh, sometimes people think of innovation and creativity as sitting in a, a boardroom coming up with all kinds of different ideas and filling a whiteboard. That's a part of it. But if you don't kind of close the loop and put an action plan into place, uh, you're not. It's not really. You're not filling that, filling and uh, closing that innovation loop. So, and what we tell people too is, and this innovation's not a innovation. Creativity isn't a destination. It's a journey. New new developments and new uh, new solutions are going to cause new problems. That then you need to go and then you need to be innovative to fix those new problems. So you know when we work with Moosehead, Moosehead is taking this journey on ener energy sustainability, uh, and eventually to you know be more sustainable with energy. And there will be new problems for Moosehead because of that. But what we we're trying to do is teach the people those skills. That once they have those skills, when those new problems come up, they can just use those new skills to solve those problems. So it's just, it's a journey. Yeah. So and partly what you're doing is, is what I think is really cool is you're, you're helping them be sustained. Like it's self-sustaining, right? Yeah. In other words, you're, you're, if I understand it correctly, you're helping integrate the skills uh, in the people that can actually sustain this, and it's, and there's a methodology here, right? I mean, yeah. there's which which yeah. Let me tell people where it comes from. Yeah, and... I'll, I'll back up. So, like I said at the start, I work for Enterprise St. John Re Regional Economic Development. We have been looking at the numbers. So there are numbers that are published through Stats Canada, through the Conference Board of Canada, that talk about how innovative a region is. Uh, and the, and they and the, they score us on what they call an innovation scorecard, and every province gets that, and a lot of countries get that as well, and they and they're scoring things on things like uh, the labor productivity, new patents that are created, how much money is being invested in R and D. Well, unfortunately, New Brunswick is last. 
Um, really? Yeah, dead last. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm actually really surprised to hear that because yeah. I always think in our little bubble that we're actually really quite, quite innovative. Well, and, but we're in a bubble too, which means we're probably the the smaller. Group. Yeah, it's and it's also the pace of innovation versus the rest of the group, right? And mm. I think yeah. that's, that's where that's where it's happening. I think there's a ton of innovation happening. I'm involved in different things all the time, and I see it around me on a constant basis. But I think the outside pace. Back to my comment yeah. about being big. If you don't move fast enough, you may be innovative, but if you don't keep up with the pace of what's out there, you fall behind. Mm. And that's yeah. And that's I want to make the point. It's not to say that there's nothing innovative happening here. There's not all kinds of great innovation things. You know, we're having our innovation week coming up may 4th to 12th celebrate all the innovation in the province there's lots happening it's when you compare to what's you know on these measurements so we went out and said oh well what's our role to play as an economic development agency we talked to some of our clients and asked what's your methodologies for solving complex problems you know how to develop new products you know reduce your costs things like that a lot of the companies we talked to had some continuous improvement style processes, but they didn't really have a, a method for something new or, or exploring new opportunities. Um, so we went out and we looked at some methodology, found one that we really liked, uh, and for the last few years we've been delivering that. But back to your point about you know building sustainability within the companies, we also heard that often companies, they'll deal with, uh, you know, kind of outside consultants and nothing against outside consultants, uh, but they will bring those people in. They'll do a project for four or five, six weeks. Then they'll leave and it isn't always sticky. What, they, what they're working on doesn't always stick with the company. So we were very important when we said this. It can't just be about us going in and helping them solve a specific problem. It's got to be about helping people within the company learn skills that then they can use at any time. And they kind of build that capacity within the company. Um, and what I was wondering is, I think it would be really helpful for me, because I'm not as familiar as Greg or Patrick, but you know, if you look at the initiative you had, um, you guys worked on together um, around... Um, um, you know, energy sustainability, you know, like, so how do you take an idea like that and, 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 and actually have a process where, where action flows out of it and what are the skills and stuff required? Because, you know, like on a real practical level, like I think that'd be really helpful for people to understand. Yeah, absolutely. So it actually, it, it starts a step before that. So this whole step one in our process is something we call problem finding. Okay. And the idea is to make, um, take somebody from a, Pro, so from a reactive to a proactive. So went in with Patrick and his team and we just said, okay, let's do some problem finding. Let's just start all listing all the problems that you have. Uh, and I, I should say at this point, um, we use the term problem and opportunity synonymously. They're the same thing. It's just, it's how you look at something. Um, so we want, we try to help to look, reframe it uh, as a, a problem is a good thing because you'll if you fix that you'll have something that you don't already you don't have now. Um, so we did that and we did that with Patrick and his team and we said okay let's look at some problems can't generate some problems worked as a team and said hey this is a problem we'd like to tackle this energy sustainability. So then what we did is said okay this is great so that's step one problem finding found a good problem that we want that Moosehead wanted to work on. Then the next step is what we call fact finding. Um, and really what we're doing is we're trying, we start with what we call a fuzzy situation. 
you know, if you can imagine this old TV, everyone has at a cottage, you know, with rabbit ears on it. If you want to try to watch a, watch a TV show, it's really fuzzy. You can kind of make it an arm or an head or something. And you wiggle the, you know, the rabbit ears to try to bring it more in focus. Well, that's often, you know, we use that analogy when we work with, with businesses. They start with a problem. It's really fuzzy. They kind of know some things about it, but not everything. Then what we do, we said, okay, let's do some fact finding around that. We go in, we and, we, and in this case with Moosehead, we were able to bring in some outside innovators. We brought in some energy sustainability experts, some people, um, you know, from CCNB joined us. Uh, and who's CCNB? Uh, so they're the equivalent of MBCC and it runs a community college, okay. um, more for the uh, the francophone side. Okay. Uh, and they do a lot of work with, uh, with brewing and uh, uh, kind of energy sustainability. So we brought them in. We brought some local energy innovators in, people that care about energy management and any solutions. And we invited them in. We brought some people from from Patrick's team in, and we just started to do kind of fact-finding as a group. What do we know about this problem? You know, what do we not know that we wish we knew? Uh, If we were to fix this problem, what would we have that we don't have now? What have we already tried? Uh, And we do this as a group, and we generate this, you know, probably a full wall full of facts. And then as a group, we kind of then as we generate a whole bunch of facts, we converge on facts and end up coming up with some key facts. And as you're doing that, the problem becomes less fuzzy. It, it gets more clear. Uh, and as you're defining the problem, then all of a sudden it's like, boom, okay, there's the real problem. Uh, and the best way I could sum it up, there's this analogy, and I say it all the time, you know, an old Einstein quote, if I had an hour to fix the world, yeah. I'd spend 55 minutes defining the problem. Uh, and that's really what what happens. People move way too quickly to try to action. Yeah. And they end up solving wrong the wrong problem. Yeah, yeah. defining the problem is is really what the, the key to success is to spend the time to really vet it out. And for us, like th- th- this particular process was really interesting and impressive because you can't imagine we had a room of I think ten scientists uh, along with with my team uh, that are you know engineers, power engineers, and. And in a big group over a day session, uh, to be uh, more specific, and how do you walk through a process like that with experts right. and, and still stay focused and actually end with uh, with a solution at the end of the day and start with that fuzzy situation that Mark's speaking of and really uh, looking at brainstorming as a collaborative. So it wasn't us saying, okay, guys, you know what? We have this problem. Here's the outcome we would like to see. Go solve it. It became a collaboration to define what the issue was with just more mindsets and more perspectives around that problem. And at the end of that one session, we came up with, I recall it very clearly, 52 different initiatives. Wow. In one day. Wow, Wow, that's incredible. Uh, So that was very impressive to me. It was a bit eye-opening that the process did work, even in a crowd that, from a behavioral science standpoint, Dave, right? So you and I work on certain things like that as a deal with behaviors and people. You know, it's not something you would expect, especially if you have a lot of implementers and scientific people that's, uh, have strong opinions about things, and can we collaborate? And it was very interesting. The collaboration was very good, and we left that room w- a room with very specific action items. Of those 52, you can't tackle everything. Mm-hmm. What do you converge on? So that's one of the words you hear in Catalyst. See, I remember it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> there you go. Converging. See so, the skills. The skills. He's learning. So, skills. so what do you what do you converge on? Because you can't tackle everything. What are your priorities? And we left with uh, a few critical few yeah. that that matter to us. And I said, we'll start with this. 
start our baby steps in that journey. And uh, each of them became a small project. So in our case, it was, okay, how can we either conserve energy, spend less money on it, be greener, or uh, down the road, uh, what can we generate? Can we generate energy? Wouldn't that be fun, right? Wouldn't that be something special for us to to do? It's sustainable for for a business mm. uh, to to help uh, support you know as we grow in our community, but also from environmentally, uh, it's something that's important to be good stewards of that. So uh, from that point, we just evolved and we've engaged now. Uh, I'm glad to say that we've engaged a few of those innovators and in projects, including CCNB, which is College Community Hotels New Brunswick. So it's just it is in BCC and. Mm-hmm. Uh, through a team of uh, you know scientists, we're doing a research right now on our waste streams. Wow! So we're going to look at all of our waste streams and and uh, let's dream a little bit. What's possible yeah. with those waste streams? Yeah. That's very innovative. What can you do with them? Yeah. Um, so that's one of the stream, and we're working with uh, with other people. Um, thinking of Mike Bonga, right? Looking at um, the electricity uh, uh, demand and things of that nature. So very interesting. Do you, do you um. I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I'm always curious about this because what's, you know, to your, to the point you made earlier, um, it, you know, cognitively it feels good to jump to a solution, right? Cause your brain starts firing and it's so interesting, you know, even in some of the work I do where like a team will want to jump to a solution way before they've defined the problem as you described, right? Do you, did you, do you feel, did you notice Patrick and maybe as a facilitator, did you see Mark like um, where people get frustrated and the fact finding, and they kind of want to move to solution. Like, did you, did you experience any of that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, people want instant gratification. It's yeah. a bit of a uh, you know uh, something that you that you deal with on a regular basis. But I think where we started, and that's a step we we didn't talk about. We started by mapping out the thinking preference styles of oh, the people okay. involved. Right, mm-hmm. which Janet would have taken us through, right? Yeah. So there's so different people like to solve problems in different ways. Uh, you know, and to your point, uh, to the point, some people like to go right ahead and they're very action oriented. Hey, let's go, let's go. It's all about action. Some people like to maybe slow down a little bit and really define the problem and get more data. So really what we do with our program, and we've done, a, we've done some research in the St. John area around this and with the companies that we've worked with, the individuals, and we've worked with over 50 companies now and, you know, but a thousand different people. I just did the numbers. I was kind of shocked <laughs> myself. Uh, and what we find is about 70% of them are what we would call, they're on the left side of the creative process. They're very kind of practical, short-term, let's go get results. And they're very operationally focused. And that's not a, that's not a bad thing. You know, you have to be operationally focused to stay in business. But about 30% are, are what we would call, are they're on the, the right side. And these would be people that are more the, the generating ideas, mapping, defining conceptualizing ideas mm. and they're more the more strategic thinking. Mm. Now the research shows you need all those groups mm-hmm. because like I said earlier if you're just thinking out ideas and coming up with new concepts that's great but if you don't have somebody on the other side to go and implement them mm-hmm. you're not really innovating. Right. Um, so what we do is I spend a lot of my time is working with companies to get them over into that generation conceptualizing phase. And then once they're there and they have good ideas, to like Patrick said, they have 52 ideas, they're really good at implementing them. That's what these businesses do every day. It's just getting that thinking in line. Yeah, and it was really eye-opening from my perspective, even just to map out my team, to understand who's where so you can understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. and adapt to that style. Where where do they wait, Javier, to? 
while it might seem, interestingly enough, uh, the vast majority, in line with statistics, they were in the implementer quadrant. Mm, so the top left? Yeah. Yeah. Top left. And I was a deep conceptualizer, mm. which made me finally realize, okay, now I understand how sometimes <laughs> communication can be a barrier yeah, because we're yeah. talking two different languages. Yeah. So that was very valuable. Yeah. And, and that alone was valuable because now how we approach problems. Right we take into consideration the style of the individuals we're dealing with to make sure that the communication uh, style that we use is is proper and, and really connects with people. The uh, the funny thing is, and I'll, I'll get Mark to explain this, we're going through the same process right now with Catalyst, and I literally ended up off the charts in one quadrant. Like, my whole team is on the far left, or not on the far left, but how did having so how did having so uh, rate? Yeah, or, so or so <laughs> no surprise, Greg. You are somebody that likes to use your knowledge to generate new ideas. Um, so Greg is uh, kind of off the charts with likes to generate new ideas, likes new things, new ideas, new concepts. And, and your team would be more on the left side, which they're more kind of practical, operationally kind of focused. So yeah, what the research shows is you need both of those things. Um, you know, if you want to come up with innovative ideas and innovative uh, businesses, you need both things. But what you have to understand, there could be tension there sometime. You know, if you have somebody over here always likes kind of new and interesting and new ways of doing things, and this team's like, oh, just slow down. We need to be practical. Uh, you can have some tension there. So that's that's what I noticed in Hemingway. Yeah. So. But it, it, and it's fun too because you can see, like, we're 100% lacking in the uh, more of the strategy quadrant. Yeah, the, the optimization. The, the optimizer. The, we don't have any optimizers. Not that we don't, not that any of us aren't any of those, but like, we really lean towards so doers can, so and, visual, and, that's and right. visionaries. And that'd be yeah. consistent, I think, with a lot of organizations. I mean, and that's the key optimizers. I call them translators. They can translate concepts into actions. Yeah. Cool. Uh, they're kind of that bridge between the two groups. That is awesome. We're, guys, we're coming up to uh, to a close here. Yeah. Um, love, Mark, for you to uh, end on any final thought to encourage people to reach out and let people know how to get in touch. Yeah. So the, 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 the last thing I'll say is everyone is creative. Uh, everybody's creative. You're born creative. Uh, it's just something that we lose over time. If it's like a skill, if you don't use it, you lose it. Uh, so what I like to do is spend time working with with companies and organizations to help them be creative and then translate that creativity into actual business results. So if there's anyone that's listening that would be interested in talking about, it, you can ch you can find me on LinkedIn, Mark Breen. You can go to uh, enterprise www.enterprisesj.com. Uh, and there's our landing page right there for the Catalyst program. Um, yeah, I, I think we're going to have some links in this on the podcast. And, they can and reach people, out. people, if I understand it correctly, it's people that might want to have you come in and support them. But it's also for people that would want to um, get like essentially certified in the process where they can bring it back to the organization. Like you would encourage both kind of groups to contact you. Absolutely. So I'm happy to help people solve problems. I'm more interested in, can we take people in who might want to learn these concepts and then they go back to their organization right. and I will help support them yeah. uh, as they roll that out. That's and, a big part of it. And they could come from anywhere in North America or the world for that matter. Really anywhere, anywhere yeah. in North America. It, another thing I would say is it's not cost prohibitive um, to go through the training. Because I, I mean, so if anyone's interested, they should certainly check it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you know, and you've got someone who's sitting beside you saying, "Yeah, check it out." We, we've you have absolutely. I would certainly recommend it. I mean, I think I, I have already, yeah. and uh, I think there's a great opportunity. Those are 
great tools uh, that any industry can use or any field can use. And um, I know for ourselves, as from a Moosehead perspective, we'll continue to use them because I think it's it's like something to have in your toolbox and you can use in a lot of settings as you evolve and try to innovate. So I uh, definitely recommend it. On, on a closing note, the number one tip, Patrick, you have as a father, <laughs> four children, to a father of three children now. Yes. Uh, just say, say yes, yes, dear. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Thank you note, so much, guys. you guys. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been awesome. And you know what? You're not the, the first Moosehead person to be in here. In fact, we've had a number of brewers here from Picaroons and from uh, Big Tide. Nice. It always makes us a little thirsty when we're talking about well, these things. That's yeah, we great. didn't really come prepared on this one, did we, Dave? But no. we do we do have your 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 my, my, my gift happy wine. being a dad yeah. again <laughs> bottle of wine. Well, well, I, I, was I, was but I would have to share that with someone I'm thinking. Well, the yes dear. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, yeah. You are accurate. Yeah, that's correct, Dave. It's not yours by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thanks so much. And thank you, Mark. Yeah. Thanks thank for everything you're doing with all these companies, Godless and Enterprise St. John. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.